Yo, what's poppin', what's poppin'? What's good, people? Welcome to the In General Podcast with the host, Tyne Demi. Happy Monday. Hope y'all being blessed. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode for all my new... For all my new listeners. What was that? You know, got a little tongue twist pretty early. But to all my new listeners, thank you, especially for tuning into this. Uh, Please check out our other episodes that we have available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Ty, how you been doing, man? How have I been doing? I'm done with school, bro. I'm happy as hell. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Uh, Finals done. Get it. Well, I was about to say enjoy summer. Not really. Just a little bit extra work. Yeah, now you got like two weeks. (laughs) Exactly. I really like two weeks. (laughs) You don't get a real summer in grad school. But I don't know. Just uh, kind of trying to enjoy this this couple little downtime I got right now. What about you? What's up? Uh, nothing much, man. I had a pretty good weekend. Um, nigga, I'm still feeling yesterday's shit in my glutes. From oh, from I got them <laughs> stretching and shit. But I got a yeah. I got a I actually got a whole glute that's way worse than that. Yeah, I got a lot of glute workout. But yeah, um. Pretty good weekend. I appreciate y'all. Though. I appreciate y'all coming out and having Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. Of course. Um, damn, what did I do Saturday? See, bro, I need to stop smoking because this is this is piss poor. <laughs> Hold on, Saturday. What did you? I don't know what you did. Saturday. Um. Damn. Did you go to the pool party with them? Mm-mm. No. We went, we got food from Costco on Saturday. We went grocery shopping, but I feel like I did something else important that day. Oh, was the ice cream social on? The ice cream, yes, you did. You the ice cream, John. Okay, so the ice cream, um, ice cream, ice cream festival. festival uh, you, go ahead. No, I was about to say, you know, we was at Piedmont Park that day. Uh, me and Kaisa and, and some of Kaisa's friends and stuff like that, but we didn't know what was going on. But then I realized it was the National Ice Cream Day. Yeah. Or national, whatever it was. Festival, yeah. Festival of ice cream. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Um, I I don't remember who told me about that. I guess it was Jasmine since we ended up going. But that was actually really cool. I had a good time there. Can Nova eat ice cream? Yeah, I gave her some of mine. Ah, okay. She was fucking it up. She, she don't got, she have teeth? No, she don't got teeth yet. It was her little cheat day because she be eating vegetables <laughs> now. She be she eating squash. Bad. She be eating broccoli. Canned or like actual Hell no, nah, nigga. What the fuck type of pet I look like giving her canned Not vegetables? Not nigga. Um, what what do you call it? Baby, like Gerber. Nah, we got a um a little blender, a baby blender. Oh, oh, jazz. So we just be yeah, yeah, grinding yeah, up yeah. her food and whatnot, and uh. Yeah, she eats sweet potatoes, all of that. Like, we cook it and then blend it. So, I was like, you know, it's a little cheat day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, she getting them baby gains. (laughs) But, um, Sunday, photo shoots, of course. Mm -hmm. But, overall, pretty good weekend, man. Yes. Not much to to, uh, complain about. A few more weeks of summer. Yeah. But I do want to start off <laughs> with um, a quick little segment. I don't know what I'm calling this, but, you know, I just feel like there's some some life lessons that I want to start giving out to the people. 
The first one being is support your friends slash your peers. And when I say that, I mean, a lot of people right now are in their creative bag right now. Like, they're in the middle of their their process. Like, a lot of people doing the thing, whether it's a podcast, a clothing brand, a business venture they got going on. Like, a lot of people are taking their time, or I guess for their side projects, until they start making money off of it. They're taking their time to do that. And, you know, I really encourage everybody to actually really support your friends in what they do, whether that's listening to a podcast, if they have a concert, man, you can spend X amount of money to go see them. Like, for example, I saw my homeboy JoJo have his rap concert, only $8. You know what I'm saying? That's two four for fours, you know. I I can afford that, you know. but. And I feel like there are people out there who support their friends, but don't just say, oh, I support you, but there's no efforts behind it, you know? Like, you can afford a $20 shirt. Like, if you can get gas, I mean, which is a necessity, but you can get these other small things or whatever, you can buy some goddamn weed, you can definitely financially support your friend and whatever they're trying to get into. Um, You know, the support is a weird thing for some people. Like, a lot of people... Like a lot of people that we know today as some of the biggest, if you even like you talk about business, you talk about art, you talk about any, any type of field. Like, um, matter of fact, I think Charlemagne and Andrew were talking about this one time. And the fact that nobody, nobody's self-made, like you need, Mm -hmm. you need help to do anything. So the same way that people take that as far as like some people want to be self-made, they feel like they got to do everything by themselves. Your friends should be there, or just people, family, friends, peers, people that just want to, you know, help you out a little bit, should be there to kind of be that that gaining force, not just take hold of everything you got, but support. And if if that means like monetary, you know, I think everybody has, like you said, twenty dollars, ten dollars to spend to help a friend out, mm-hmm. or just time. Even if you ain't got the funds, time is uh, priceless. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta, you gotta. If you ever want to see your friend succeed, like some of the people that you know, and you can't say your friend who rapping, it's not like you Jay-Z or nothing. Well, yeah, because he's had years of support and years of backing from people that are close to him. And then he made, he's been made into what he is. Yeah. You kind of got to help people kind of grow and facilitate people's growth into that. And there's nothing worse than pretending that you're supporting somebody. And then they, when they really blow up and you're like, oh yeah, been here since day one, da, 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 da. And then when they switch up on your ass, you get upset. It's your fault. It's not even them switching up. It's just them seeing, they know your true colors. They know yeah. What, you know, they know what they it They know was. your intentions. Like, you hear now once everything is, is full circle. But when it was damn day 54, and, you know, I needed you to do X, Y, and Z, and then you couldn't do that, hey, man, just don't be surprised when you get left behind. Yeah, that's what I feel. Like that's a lot of people's mindset. Is like, what is this? What is this going to do for me? Like, if if you're not big and you're not popping, I'm not getting nothing from going to your show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't even want to do it. But you gotta you gotta be selfless in that aspect. You can't you can't think about yourself when you're trying to support your friends that just starting up. You can't uh, you can't think about yourself in those situations. You gotta kind of help the betterment of your friends and your friend's situation. Yeah. Whether that be, like you said, podcasting, clothing, business adventure, even just, uh, 
I mean, shit, if somebody's in school and they just need, like, moral support or something like that, mm-hmm. you, gotta be, you gotta be there to help your people. Yeah. Takes and a village. You can't expect somebody to support your shit if you're not supporting theirs at the end of the day. That's just, that's just how it is. It's not even about an eye for an eye, but, you know, it just doesn't make any sense for me to to go out of my way, go out of, stretch my neck out for you, but it's not reciprocated. It's just, that's not how friendships work. Like, yeah, if you time. aren't su- supporting me as a friend, are you really a friend at the end of the day? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, what is, I mean, what's the biggest, what is the biggest thing that keeps people from, from supporting their friends? I guess they don't want to associate with stuff that's not popping. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but that's, you know, that should need to be hitting it. Like, what do you expect type situation? You can't expect anything more. Or if you don't, if you don't think it's at a good point yet, if you think it's mediocre, why don't you give them suggestions? Don't hate, because there's a difference between... Constructive criticism, it works both. Yeah. Constructive criticism is something that all friends should give out. And that all sh- if all friends should be open to. You can't... Because you get people like uh, Kanye West, who got all the yes men and stuff like that. That's we your friends that suck now. Oh. We your friends don't, don't really tell you what's up, and they don't give you constructive criticism. They just, yes, 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 yes. So you kind of got to play that... Fin- you got to... Got- Play that line when you when you're trying to help out your friends. You can't be too supportive when you know something trash. You can't be sparing their feelings, but at the same time, you gotta give people something to work towards. You can't just say it sucks. You gotta give them criticism, constructive criticism. Things Tell me why you think it sucks. Help them out. Exactly. So, life lesson of the day, of the week, or the month, for the year, for the rest of your life. Support your friends, and if you also can't so like go to their shit or have an event uh, they have an event going on you can't go to let them know communicate is don't just be like oh yeah i got you bro and then you don't pull up like yeah. that just defeats the purpose of yeah. you being my friend like if you're my friend we should be able to have open communication or even my peer like for example kiana nelson invited me to her live podcast event mm-hmm. we had some real shit happen not this weekend, but the past weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I had some business to handle. So, you know, I already let her know, like, yo, it's, you're doing dope shit right now. Like, even to have a live podcast and event, that's some real and dope ass shit. Word, like, words like that, like, the words are sometimes what you need. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, all, like I said, it doesn't have, always have to be monetary. It doesn't always have to be show up this place this time. Some people just need those words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Just need to hear that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Some people are on the cusp of just stopping because they don't get the support. Mm-hmm. They don't get blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Yep. Exactly. Ain't no such thing as self. Self-made is a myth. We all need people to help. Everybody needs help, man. Everybody. Teamwork makes a dream work, guys. Mm-hmm. There was also something else I wanted to speak on that we brought up last week. Kind of talking about parenthood. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched the Brilliant Idiots or heard the Brilliant Idiots latest episode with uh, Derek Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, something like that. And he has some real ass points, man. He has some some good points about mm-hmm. parenthood. Like the main thing was we need to lower our expectations of our parents. And that really hit me because having a child, you really see what your parents went through to get to where you are at today. 
because if you think about it, parenthood is not a one-time thing. Like, then Nova's not gonna get to the age of seven of like, well, I already got this parenthood shit figured out. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah, you. They're constantly learning. They're constantly learning you because you're constantly growing. Literally, you're not gonna be the same as you were when you were seven months. You're gonna be way different as you get older. And we don't necessarily even see that. And it was funny. Because <laughs> somebody tweeted <laughs> the other day. Uh, imagine working. Uh, now I understand why your um, parents got upset when they worked a 9 to 5 job. And their kid didn't take out the frozen chicken. <laughs> oh, my, oh, oh, mommy. The older you get, the more. So, and even like when you, even when you 30. Just like you said, you always learning. When yeah. You thir- when, you, uh, when you 50. You feel like you was a dumbass when you was thirty, but yeah. at thirty, you like, oh, I got, oh, I got all, everything together. I mean, I'm thirty. I got, I'm getting some money. I finally learned some stuff from my twenties. Mm-hmm. Then you always, no matter how old you are, you always look back and like, yeah, I was dumb. Yeah, I was dumb ten years ago. I didn't know nothing. Yeah. So I mean, you don't really see like <laughs> your parents really be trying. Like if they're really involved in your life, they really you, are you trying, dishes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hard. It's really not that bad, bro. It's small. I know it seems like something so big when you're 13 or 12 or whatever. And you got to do the dishes. Like, why well, can't I do the dishes, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or do the dishes. Your, your parents just been at work all day. They tired, bro. They just trying to chill. And he was even talking about, like, how, you know, he had a, a single mother growing up, mm-hmm. coming back to work. She needs to to depress and decharge and whatnot, but he saw that as sound like, oh, she, she doesn't want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how he ended up finding the need through other women and whatnot. And that really hit me because I was like, damn, bro, like our real life went through the same shit. And long story short, like I ended up just t- texting my mom, just saying like, yo, thank you for being my mother and whatnot. Like I understand, like it all makes sense. Like I know we've had our differences and whatnot, but. You know, it, it, it came from a place of innocence and being naive and whatnot. And she really appreciated that. Cause that that's probably one of the most rewarding parts of parenthood. Yeah. Is, is when, children, when your child gets it. Grow up. Yeah, you, you've, you've set them on a path so, so well enough to, for them to be able to understand those things when they get older. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand it. Six, your six-year-old is not going to be like, Mom, thank you so much for working. Mm-hmm. I'll do everything. It takes life experience and it takes time, but when you actually see it into fruition, like when Nova's growing up and then she realizes all the things you guys did for her and mm-hmm. stuff, like that's going to be a real rewarding, really rewarding time in your life. Yeah. It's something you can only get with parenthood. I don't know. I don't know any other like facet of life where you get that same, that same satisfaction and that same kind of moment mm-hmm. where you're like, I actually. I actually did some shit. And I think that will help me as a parent in the future now because I've already realized, okay, this is probably going to happen regardless uh, when Nova gets older. But now that I know, like, it's it's literally a process. Everything is literally a process, man. Like, it really, It really is. But I really believe in you shouldn't wait till somebody's gone to send their flowers or however that quote goes. So I was just like, give give people their flowers when they can smell them. Yeah. And I, it was already on my mind over the weekend, but you know, I still struggle with expressing my emotions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I'll just flip a switch. Even with, 
Is it is that an individualistic thing? So does does it depend on who you're talking to? Like, um, you better express your emotions too. I think Jasmine. I think Jasmine has helped me express my emotions because being in a relationship, it won't work unless you are openly able to open yourself up. Mm-hmm. You have to. It just won't work. So, but even then, I'll still find like moments of awkwardness trying to express myself. Like it just it feels weird. Yeah. But when I did it today, like it just felt right. Like it's like this just felt like the right thing to do. So that's how you know it's coming from the right place, then. Mm-hmm. And it's not forced. Not you don't feel like you're not like um, I gotta do this or I gotta yeah. set a feeling out or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I was listening to a podcast today, and one thing I, I was really listening for because I feel like it's not that it's being lost with the generation, even though it it is, but it's part of it. It's probably from people one people not a, being able to express themselves, two people not really feeling um, that same social interaction that people used to. Now it's, mm-hmm. it's more online and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. people would rather text and call, but just. The, the thing about checking in for people, he was he was a uh, he's an older dude. Uh, his name is Joey, but he's an older dude. And he was talking about how a lot of his friends and a lot of people on the internet really reward him where they they feel like he's like the nicest guy in the world or or the best thing in the world because he actually checks in. He calls his friends once in a while. He says, "Yeah, how you living? Just want to talk to you." Blah blah blah. And something that sounds so regular, but it's kind of been it's kind of been lost, and it's something. That, same way you're talking about like expressing yourself mm-hmm. is something that you gotta kind of learn to do because everybody nowadays you can't just bring up a random conversation even some people back older days like it's weird for people to just bring up random conversations with people they ain't talked to in a month or yeah. three months people they only talk to three times a year yeah but that's important for some because some people just need to same thing you're talking about the support with their business some people just need to hear that somebody's thinking about them somebody's mm-hmm. caring about them not to be sad or anything but like uh uh anthony bourdain i'm sure it would have been appreciated if i don't know if he had this or not but like if somebody had said something maybe something wouldn't happen if he had that support that he didn't have initially yeah. or something like that so uh, it's good it's always good to check in with your people always good to to let people know that you're thinking about them even if you feel weird talking you feel weird expressing your emotions you feel weird expressing things yeah some people need that i agree 100 I don't know, me personally, like, that's something I'm working on is just trying to make sure I'm staying connected with people, like, just checking in on them, even if it's a text message. Cause I might not have time to sit and call you mm-hmm. like I used to, but I can always just send you a quick message and, like, hey, making sure you're good, blase, 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 you know. That's why I really appreciate Matt, because Matt will just call you out the blue mm-hmm. and just be like, yo, you good? What's up? Yeah. And, you yeah, know. Matt does do that a lot. Because, I mean, we're all busy people. We all have a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. Whether that's something like eternal, your side projects, or just trying to unwind. Like, you know, you have to find a balance. But, like yeah. I said, a quick text message to somebody you might not have spoken to. Even if it's not like a long convo. Just like, a, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? That's all it takes, man. It's even gotten to a point where sometimes people think it's weird. Like, people think whenever they get a call from somebody, it's like for a favor or it's 
something that you need, sometimes mm. it's appreciated just to get that call, just to check up. Like, it's not somebody that wants something. And then, not not saying you should do it for that reason, but then if you've already gained that rapport and you, you've shown that you care about something, you do it from a genuine place. Yeah. It's not hard to say, oh, I need a favor from somebody or something like that. It's not a task. It's more yeah. so, it's like, y'all have a real bond. Y'all have a real friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all literally are checking in with each other. Y'all keep keep uh, keep e- keep each other's status in mind and, and things like that. So be cognizant yeah. of where your friends are in life and how, yeah. how they're living, how they're feeling. Exactly. You never, you never know what can happen. Exactly. Because I can think of a, a lot of friends that, like, damn near hanging out every day. But, I mean, life happens. People grow up. People get jobs. People go out of state for jobs. That's just life. Yeah. You know, it can't always be the same thing. And, yes, it. I mean, when I think about it, I do get sad in a sense because it's like, damn, well, I do miss those moments of, like, just being able to hang out with anybody, like, okay. whenever I can. But we're at the point of our lives now where we're transitioning into a different role of ourselves because mm-hmm. we're always getting older so it's like nothing can ever be the same like i brought up earlier today so yeah everything is, is a constant evolution mm-hmm. friendships are evolving evolve. friendships are evolving you're evolving as a person your lifestyle is evolving even if that evolution leads to you separating from somebody that used to be a friend mm-hmm. and still grow in in any facet so yep it's all it's all positive take it with stride absolutely absolutely but yeah that's pretty much everything i had about on some little life shit you know gotta talk to you on some personal shit every now and then so Mm. try to do it more often but we'll see anyways so i actually start the show this was something that i immediately had on my list as soon as it happened if it did happen but Your boy 6ix9ine out here getting jumped in these streets. Your boy 6ix9ine. The streets and had enough. Wait, they said put some respect on our name. Do, do you really like this song? Bruh, Fifi go in, bruh. That song, I don't know. Fifi slap, bruh. I don't know. I'm not a 6ix9ine fan, but when I heard that the first time, I said, oh yeah, this is this is a banger right here. I like the flow on he it got a, a little bit. Like, Fifi got that key. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like... It, I don't know. Don't and Nikki had a good verse on that bitch too. Okay. If we're being honest. All right. She did. <laughs> okay. She did. She had a solid verse on there. Compared to what she been doing or actual standards, because I think. Now this wasn't like no monster type shit. I was about to say you yeah, know that that could have been replaced. Like she did okay, but she didn't like. She people just saying she killed it because she's trash. She she's been putting out trash recently. I and and that's why I was well. That was okay. Okay, so how about that? This year so far, that's been her best verse. Actually, no, I take that back. Because Big Big Bank, no, it's coming out August tenth. And I also heard too that Nicki's now doing if you buy a ticket to a concert with Hendrix and Six Nine because Six Nine got added to the tour. Oh wow! You get a copy of her album. So I guess that would be considered an album sale. I don't. Oh, that just sounds like some future yeah. way to yeah, break man, more records. Like BS the platinum. That's what it sounds like. Hey man, whatever works. Because maybe she knows that people aren't looking forward to her album like she thought she would. Of course, she still has her fans or whatever, but the general public. She got some strong fans too. 
Crazy. She do. She got them diehard fans. They not as bad as Beyonce fans. Nah. They, they will fight. Yeah, they People, will. Nikki's fans will fight for her. The barbs. I don't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, the Fifi, that goes in. That's probably the only 6 9 song you'll hear me listen to. And he didn't say nigga in it. I got to give him a round of applause <laughs> for that one, man, because I was like, yes, I can actually enjoy this without feeling you know, some type of way or feeling think, conflicted. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, I don't know. I get it's probably an up north thing or something, but like Hispanic people saying nigga has never bothered me ever in life. Nah, I'm sorry. You I, Puerto I Rican, still... you a nigga. You Dominican, you a nigga, basically. I mean, nah, you got to be them dark-skinned Dominicans or dark-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that he right. He's good. But no, you, you get stopped. You know, a Spanish dude gets stopped by the cops. You know, they they don't treat them like they white. But they ain't get called niggas. That, that's... A nigga. Spanish niggas. They they just Spanish Latino niggas. I guess, man. Um, but is he Mexican? He's Mexican. Yeah, he's Mexican. So, oh. yeah, exactly. Either way, six nine out here getting jumped in the streets. Can't say I'm surprised about this because I'm not. This kind of was just like waiting for this to happen type situation. Because, look, man, you can't just be talking all this shit about people and then don't expect shit to not happen. Like, the streets are still the streets. Like, there's still a street code at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You may not be about the life, but the niggas that in the street are about that life. And, I mean, I'm, I've, I, I don't know. I can't say I feel sorry just because you, you can't provoke the beast and then when the beast comes... Yeah. You, you know, you act like, oh, I don't understand. Nah, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. But apparently, he got jumped or kidnapped. They took his chains. They broke into his house while his baby mama and his daughter were there at the time. I believe took some more money from there. I believe this was after a music video. I don't know if it was a Fifi music video this happened, but it was a music video. So. He uh, ended up going to the hospital. He didn't put a p- police report in there. Makes me seem that there's something else going on or like an ongoing thing that maybe led up to this or there's something connected, a bigger mm-hmm. story. Who knows? But. They're not saying this is connected to Chief Keith in any way. I haven't heard any reports about that. But it seems like him getting kidnapped has actually helped boost his. His brand, because now he has a song with Nicki Minaj, the song in the video Trey songs. He's now added to the Nicki Minaj tour. So he's getting these cosigns. He's up and getting some bread. And I feel like there's something, there's something that people like about him, obviously. Like there's something that people in the industry like about him. There's some mm-hmm. uniqueness that he has that people like. Because so, I think I they're actually able to talk to him like face to face. Like I don't know how Six Nine really acts without all the the trolling and all the social media and whatnot. I I don't know that person, but you know I'm sh- assuming there's been conversations with other celebrities. I mean, even Jake Cole following this this Negro on Instagram. So maybe we're just not getting the whole story yet. I don't know if he plans on giving that to, yeah, I don't, to the, the to the regular he, people. He's not what he portrays. He can't be. But why even play like that? Is what I'm saying. Them dollars, bro. Them, them little. Them but people. is your dollar worth your life? 
Because you got to think about it. You have a daughter, mm-hmm. my nigga. You have a daughter. Please. She needs a father at the end of the day. So it's just like, how hard do you have to to try to test people in order to get that check? Wait, I thought he... Didn't he get sentenced for like a lot of time in jail or something like that? They, he went back for choking somebody or something like that at a concert. Oh, for the mall situation? Something. And he was supposed to be laying low because he already had prior incidences with his... Uh, with the, the initial case that he had. He was supposed to stay out of trouble. And then he got that. And then it was like, oh, he's supposed to be getting time in jail. I'm not sure. I know so he was in jail for a little bit. But... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they plan on actually taking him to jail. I don't know what's going on with that whole situation. I Honestly, I, I can't really say I care. To be honest, I, I yeah. With all this, these new rap, all this drama beef, bro. And man. it be fake drama beef, man. This shit it's don't like even be maybe real. I'm old, and I'm just. But know. we grew up in where when niggas beef, they really beef. Like when Ti actually fought this nigga little flip <laughs> back in the <laughs> day. Flip. Like that was like was the last you heard a little niggas clip. don't play with that disrespectful shit, but I feel like a lot of the old niggas now also have to realize that these new kids don't respect street codes or street ethics like they did it's when they were younger. Ethics. Yeah, yeah, they're playing a different game. They are. They're playing a social media game. I mean, it's it's all different. Everything's different. But as Weird. you see, you still gotta respect the streets at the end of the day. You have to. Because you're a real person, and real things can happen to real people in real time. So always stay up. Open your third eye, G. I hope this was a wake-up call. I thought X's death would be that wake-up call, but... Hey, man. It's momentary. Once, once they start breaking into your house, where your family's at... You gotta... Yeah. You might want to chill, my guy. Especially if you got a daughter. You might want to chill, my guy. So... Shout-out to 6 9 Get well soon. Well, money. I think he's Gucci now. He on Angie Martinez mm. now or whatnot. And he got so, pistol whip. He didn't even look that bad to I be pistol whip, honestly. I didn't seen a girl be pistol whip before, and it's it, it looked worse than what he got. Yeah, sure. it just that shit was slightly bruised, to be honest. Hey, I don't. That know nigga that. was in the hospital. Said, "Hey, yo, fam, take a picture of me real quick." I'm <laughs> back like I'm sweet. <laughs> so shout out to Six Nine. Get your money. Get your money, man. Just don't lose your life trying to get it. So, also going on music-wise, did you take a chance to listen to Chance's new song? No pun intended right there. Just a little play on words. <laughs> <laughs> did you talk about the four? The yeah, four the four songs, songs he I put did. out. I listened to it. What do you think about them? Yeah. yeah I right. think the one that was, I think it's called I Need Security. I Might Need Security. Might That's need the security. best one. I like that one yeah. a lot. Is that dude that has a feature on it, right? No, that's uh, Wallacam. Oh yeah, yeah. Wallacam, I fuck with Wallacam. Like yeah, I like that a lot. I, I don't know if I don't know if he was trying to do a play on words with the Wallacam because it sounds like while, while I, I can. can. That's what I, I. That's what exactly what I thought. I thought it was supposed to be like while I can. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if that was uh, play on words. But yeah, those are pretty much the ones that stuck out the most to me. Uh, workout was okay, and then that sixty fifth. Song, yeah, it's it's supposed to be like a street in Chicago or something. I don't know, but I know. Did you did you get any reference to the um, what do you call it? The album art for that? 
Somebody said one of them the looked like the author meme one shit. One definitely did. But the other ones, I have no idea. One, I was, yeah, because I was one, it was definitely the author meme. One was like money. It looked like like a pocket full of money or, or money with a background. But I, I can't tell. Change. Yeah. He, he too arts. He, he yeah, man. You guys sometimes give you me the message, me man. I'm sorry. I need some context sometimes. <laughs> no, but it's solid. You know, I like Chance. I already, you know, I like Chance music in general. That was very Chance-esque music. It was his style and his lane, and, you know. And it wasn't, wasn't life changing. It was right? yeah, exactly like the thing is, I don't know how to really describe this, and maybe this is something I need to work on because I always want that acid rap Chance type of music, that type of flow. No. We're probably not gonna get that again because uh, artist has to evolve. But it just didn't impact me yeah, like his other music did. Yeah, cause like I had a when um, Angels came out, like I had a a real connection. Like Angels is like one of those songs. Like I I felt like I got chills the first time I heard Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see what you mean, cause I didn't feel like that at all with this music. Mm-hmm. But you know, if everything can't be. Angels, everything can't be Illmatic. Yeah. Nas not gonna put out anything to be Illmatic. Jay Z can't put out anything that would be like American X. So yeah, you know. Or I agree. Blueprint. I agree. Also, music wise too, I just want to put out there Summer Walker. I don't know if there's been any buzz about her lately, but I feel like she's about to be the next R&B artist to blow up. So y'all Summer look out. Walker? Yeah, Summer Walker. Um, her biggest song right now is CPR. There is another song that she also released to, um, that I really rock with because yes, you do have to listen to music more than once to really like let it grow on you. But sometimes there's certain albums or songs that just hit you that first time. Okay. Yep. That's it. That's it right there. And that's how I felt like when I listened to her first two songs so that's how I feel with all Biggie's music the first time I ever heard uh, Ready to Die like first listen I was like God like this dude bro he's the best like mm-hmm. he's the best I've ever heard in my life yeah period yep let me see oh Girls Need Love that's what the other song is called so y'all go check that out I think y'all truly enjoy it Shout out to Summer Walker. It's like, you know, I guess you could consider maybe late night music because it's like the slow type of music. You might want to wind down to, you know, roll up real quick, you know. It's definitely a good vibe. It's a real chill vibe. Where's she Where's she from? Nah, I mean, I don't know somebody. about that, man. I, was gonna say, I, think I, saw, I saw somebody too. I it might not be the same. I don't person. know about that now. I'm just saying that now. So once you blow up, don't say I didn't try to put y'all on. <laughs> Because I was there when her was still grinding and shit, and Ella May was still grinding and shit. Now everybody on their dick. But hey. Is that so bad, though? It's not. Sometimes, and maybe I'm just being a hater. That, no, because I was like, being a hater as me. Soldier Boy first popped, I, was, I literally was listening to Soldier Boy a year before it popped. I was like, bro, I heard this Soldier Boy. Um, who was the one? Yeah, Talking about Crank That? Boy? No, before uh. Crank. He had a song called You Got Mail. Or I got mail. He had like the LOL. You've got mail. And that was part of the beat. And I was playing people. I was like, bro, this is it's hard. Soldier Boy going to pop. Soldier Boy going to pop. Man, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. Next thing you know, crank that. Come on. He the, big, he the biggest thing since sliced bread. 
So and I feel kind of defensive, <laughs> and I, I do feel kind of defensive. But I, yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, it's can people not like it? Can I? It's not even that because it's that's the point, right? You're supposed to get more and more people to like it. But I feel like what ends up happening is when they get that new or bigger audience, the music changes. Yeah, because their experience has changed. Because Ella May then had about three or four EPs right by now. But I don't know what that actual first album is going to sound like, you know. Mm. So I'm hoping it's like, I'm not giving it any expectations. Because then when I put expectations and they disappoint me, I'm like, well, fuck that nigga. So I'm not even going to have any expectations. (laughs) I'm going to just let them grow and do them, you know. Because I always, I guess, have a certain perspective of artists like, or even black. I've been fucking with black for a minute. I think mm-hmm. what summer sixteen, summer fifteen, whenever uh problems, whenever problems drop, Malik put me onto that. So because yeah, he he had a billboard in Atlanta. He's yeah, he's had a lot of yeah. like advertising going on in the city, and I mean I'm excited to hear his album because it looks like it's gonna be a J Cole feature on there, was gonna be lit. But even the song he put, the single of the album Switch. That shit slap. Like, that's a bop. Yeah, it's like, a real yeah, fucking Black bop, is, man. Black is your artist. He's an artist artist. But you, he's kind of like, to me, and I hope he doesn't end up like like Rory. I was pushing Oh, yeah, Rory, Rory fell off hard as shit, my him. nigga. I don't know what he's doing. Like, if he's just living his best life or... Well, I don't know. But God's Whisper was dope, and then it was like flatline. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I, I kind of missed that. Yeah. But I, I hope Black doesn't... And Black's a little more established than that, but like I hope Black doesn't have the same type of thing. Yeah, like Josh Alvin and just cause. Yeah, I would blank. truly be sad if he turned out like Rory because he has some talent. He definitely has some real talent, man. Um, no brainer. I know that's gonna blow up in the next week or two. DJ oh, Khaled's new song which Chance Chance and Justin and Quavo bro that shit slapped. At first the beat kind of threw me off because it sounded like you know some colonizer. Type of beat, <laughs> but I'll play you a quick little sample real quick. I probably I'll play y'all Summer Walker real quick too. I only give thirty second samples, so y'all niggas can't sue me. Y'all got me fucked up out here. So, but here's no brand name for you. Alright, that's all y'all getting. That's all y'all getting, man. Thirty seconds and ran out. But <laughs> hey, man, that nigga Justin, man, that nigga got a voice. Oh yeah, bro. Justin, as much as people want to hate on Justin, bro, Justin has put out some great music, and and he, you can tell everybody wants to be. Everybody says what they want in their artists to be versatile and stuff like that, and he's literally had success in pop, straight pop market. Down to like thirteen year old girls to a straight urban hip hop market. Like mm-hmm. he's he can move in in all realms, and yeah. he makes good music. It's not like the music is trash. But dude, he might have the biggest following out of all of these current artists now. Not Beyonce, Bruh, This man has a hundred million 
followers on IG. You think he has more fans? Than that man has, has one third well, of the U.S. population. Let me, let me rethink this. As followers, Justin B. Uh, I think at his peak, at a point in time, he had a more a better following. I feel like now some people kind of hopped off the wave after he. Some of the like little white girls and stuff, they hopped off yeah. the wave after he cut off. Oh, the never mind. Let me shut the fuck up. Uh, Beyonce has 116 million, <laughs> and she don't tweet, <laughs> and she don't look, really even put stuff up. Look. She be having 4 million likes on her shit. 2 million. That nigga got like 8 million, bro. <laughs> 8 million like on each. Kids. Beyonce got 50 year old fans. They don't, they don't even know how to work Instagram, bro. Yeah, they just know follow. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, oh, I like this picture. Come on. Oh, my God. That, yo, R.I.P. I love my girlfriend to death. But one thing he used to do that irked me. He used to call me for the dumbest stuff. Like, he would call me like, "How I change my ringtone?" Make me drive <laughs> over to him or the walk or whatever I was doing at the time. Walk over to him, help him change a ringtone, and then he'll forget. And then he, like the next day or like a week later, it'd be the same thing. But like, yeah. how I change this ringtone? I like, refuse yeah, to be that yeah. old nigga. I refuse. Oh no, you, I'm gonna always <laughs> know what the fuck is going I don't even on, bro. I'm going to always I, know. I don't even want a phone, bro. I, I'll keep... You know that shit going to be embedded in you by 2060, so... Oh, that's scary. Don't <laughs> say that. I, I don't know about that. But... Yeah, man. Long said... Oh, yeah, let me play y'all this, this this Summer Walker real quick. I'm actually... What do I want to play, y'all? I want to play y'all CPR first or Girls Need Love? I'm going to play y'all Girls Need Love because it's right here. That sounds like a This is cool song. Summer Walker. Girls Need Love. Hey, bro. I ain't biting off no Joe Button, but I'm just trying to put you on some game real quick. I felt like uh, I was introducing a sleeper real quick. <laughs> hey, Nova, you, you you're throwing off the music right now, fam. You really wildin' right now. Nova not rocking with it. Honestly, I don't know what I'm doing with Honestly, I'm trying to stay focused. You must think I got to be joking. I say, I don't think I All right, 30 seconds is up. Yo, I have to find the song to listen to the rest wow. of it. But That beat sounds so familiar. Uh, well, I don't know. It sounds nice. It sounds good. It That's sounds all nice. I know. But last thing I want to cover music-wise, R. Kelly. Your boy's right. back in the news. Got a new song. <laughs> a 20 minute song. Bro, I seen that. Carl, I admit it. I seen that time on come up on the on my phone. I said, no, I'm not listening to this boy. Bro, 20 minutes. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie. 20 minutes? I listened to it all 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That's like <laughs> what can That's Tiana Taylor's I, album fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk. Oh, talk about, I've reevaluated, bro. Keep the same energy as the top album, 2018. Period. It's up there. Keep the it's same for sure energy. Up it's there. my favorite album. Up to, uh, Love is Everything might be a close second, but Keep the Same Energy is literally on on seventh listen, the best album. Damn, nigga, you only on your seventh listen? This is fucking <laughs> Because, you know, I like, we talked about this before, too. I'm I'm not listening to it. Like, after the first couple times, I'm not listening. I'm picking my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, I've, I've been like, I pick favorites, but 
I probably listen to it straight through. Probably yeah, like that's one of the albums you kind of have to listen to it straight through. It's, it's so short too. Like you yeah. said, it's twenty. It's literally twenty minutes long. <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. Damn, what were we talking about? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. So I listened to the song, and y'all might hate me for How saying this. How many gigabytes this. is that, bro? That, that's gonna take up all the space. I'm yeah, twenty minutes. Y'all might hate me for saying this, but I actually like the song. It, it just sounded good. The beat sounded good. The flow he had going on, it sounded good. It still fucked that nigga, but the song slapped. I'm sorry. Arca- yeah, <laughs> that was Arca- a good song. Arca- I see Arca- how these be, motherfuckers keep coming back to him. <laughs> R. Kelly might be one of the greatest voices we have in our generation. Like, well, he's not in our generation, but like, that music-wise, he's probably one of the best male voices we've had. Mm-hmm. I agree. So here's what we found out from, or what he's admitted to in the song. He admitted to that he's broke, which is why he's always touring. He admitted that he has dyslexia and can't read. Hey, man, you know, we might be in the same boat with that. I hope not. You know, sometimes my <laughs> reading me, throwing me off. My eyes are playing tricks. But he also referenced that when he was introducing a Grammy nomination that he couldn't read the Grammy prompter. He admitted that a family member touched him from the age of 4 to 14. Which I heard about that. Which makes sense of why he's probably the way he is now. He's projecting his fears onto other people. Yes. Uh, he said he also brought up the Spotify scandal when they tried to take down his music from all Spotify playlists. He also brought up the sex culture, basically saying that, you know, parents basically drop off their their daughters or their kids to him and then get mad at him for doing whatever he does. Don't really know how that's a good explanation for that one, but hey, I'm just telling y'all what he said in the song. He also admitted that he doesn't own his music. He admitted that he owes $20 million to the IRS. I don't understand why you niggas play with the government. They're going to get their money. They're going to get their money, bruh. That's that's the biggest gang. There's in the a world. lot of people you, sh- you shouldn't play with. Gang in the world. Yeah, but the IRS, twenty million dollars, bro. So you just said fuck taxes. You said hey, fuck you that. Pay no taxes. <laughs> y'all niggas, man. Y'all kill me. He admitted that he had to borrow money from the label. Uh, he also admitted that he has people around him, but don't support him in real life. He admitted all of this, but did not admit that he's out here raping girls. Well, or peeing on them, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it classifier. It's on the video, but hey, you know. All right, Kelly. Hmm. You know, I was I was thinking about this too. Are we to, are we too quick to cancel people sometimes? Nope, not R. Kelly. Not no. I'm not saying R. Kelly specifically, but like, uh, people. Did you hear Monique give her? Explanation about Roseanne. Uh, I saw, I saw her that she is defending Roseanne. Yeah, so basically she was saying like, and this is sorry, not really pertaining to the R. Kelly thing, but so basically they, Monique and Roseanne, are close, I guess, or whatever. And Monique said when she had her show, a lot of people that she invited up, they would be like, "Oh, I'm not sure, blah blah blah. You're too dirty of a comic sometimes, and all that stuff." And then Roseanne was like. Oh, sure, I'll be on the show, but no problem. And she said Roseanne told her some things when she came to the place. And she said she's never got a racist vibe or anything like that from her. And she's always told her that 
being a woman in the industry and being how you are and being, you know, strong and powerful in what you're saying and, and not exactly PC, not exactly ladylike in some people's eyes, that people going to try you and people not going to like you. And she always took heed to that and kind of saw Roseanne as like a mentor, like a big comedy mentor. Because, I mean, Roseanne was big in comedy for a time and period. But she was saying that people are too quick to cancel or people were too quick to cancel her. Not My nigga, she her. had a Nazi photo shoot. <laughs> True. I don't know how you can really just brush that off. Like, oh, nah, she good. I really didn't even she understand, really mean I that didn't shit. Understand that. You know what her defense was at? She said, I'm Jewish. I was like, bro, what? what? I was like, how does that what? even... What are you... So I could just dress up as a slave master? Like... Come and, on, and whip man. black people. Come on. Can I dress up as a slave master and act like I'm whipping a black person and, and be like, "Oh, this is great. This is gonna be great on the front on the front of GQ." Like you can't you can't be a, or do racist activities and just be like, you know what? I forgive you. Like I need to see some change yeah, in behavior I know. first. I, could, I think Roseanne. I need complete, to see some improvements. I think know? Roseanne's a complete racist, and um, I don't know if she needs to have a career. If she needs to have. The, the position that she has promoting the things that she does. I don't think those things need to be promoted. But it did have me thinking about some people who may say, like, some people say one thing on Twitter 10 years ago and their whole career is, like, gone mm-hmm. or something like that. And it may it may even be a false, like, not, not false, but it may be something that was supposed to be perceived as a joke or and it was just a bad joke. It was just an illy worded joke mm-hmm. or something like that. And <laughs> like, what are you? Charlemagne got watch his words because people gonna cancel him quick. Yeah. Um. But like, at what point are you like, okay, it's a bad joke, and you can there there's repercussions for it. There's all, there are consequences that need to be had, and those people need to feel those consequences. But at the same time. Does their whole livelihood need to be diminished because of it? Well, I'll say with comedy, in that sense, I feel like comedy has to adjust to the current society standards. To what Because extent? even, for example, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle be getting a lot of slack now. He did. About, yeah. about his comedy. Well, he said Trini. I think that was the big thing. And I've rewatched his special, too. Mm-hmm. He did say Trini. Mm-hmm. And uh, in not the most uh, inclusive way. Mm-hmm. Um, but do 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 you cancel Dave Chappelle's career because he had a bit about transsexual, or he, he had a bit about a person and a person in it was transsexual, and he referred to them as a tranny? Is that is that worthy of an entire career being diminished? And that, I'm not sure. I don't even know the answer to. I, I would say, I say no, yes just no. because, like, he addressed it and, you know, pretty much looked like he felt sorry about the situation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting to offend anybody. And, you know, saying that everybody pretty much deserves the same opportunity as the next person. So, in that situation, I don't say no, he doesn't deserve to be canceled. But, like, for a nigga like R. Kelly to go, you know, bring it back all yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Dude. You peeing on a 15-year-old girl, that's a lot to right there that's let go different. of. Because that's, that's not, one, that's actions. That's not words. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're you're doing this. like. And then what? you go on the interviews and talking about, um, 
What was that? The BT uh, special interview they did. Are you talking about the teenagers? Thing? Yeah. What exactly is a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> he said, and then you do that. You slept with teenagers. And then the information about the the sex cult. And then your ex wife saying that you know you guys had a very abusive relationship and whatnot. It just makes me seem that there's been no growth. Yeah. And you what forty about to go into fifty, but you've seen a lot of life, my guy. You can't be out here still acting young and dumb when you almost lived what half of a century. Yeah. Come on, man. You're not growing. I can see that you're not growing. So it's like for me. Until you can find some change, like, bro, I'm going to just have to let you go. Yeah, that, and I think that's one of the key things, too. When you see people not growing, you see to, you see people not even wanting to change. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, it'd be different. If Dave Chappelle had said the thing about transsexuals, saw that some people did not like it and stuff like that, and then was like, what after transsexuals? Yeah. All these trannies, trannies, tranny this, tranny that. After trannies, I don't even think trannies are people. So I'm like, see, I can't even say that because somebody will cut that. Yeah, <laughs> and then just boom. But, but in general, podcast <laughs> associated with LGBTA. Excuse me. If he was to say that, um, then you you know you could obviously uh, cancel him and be justified in it. Mm-hmm. But um, when you see somebody trying to grow and trying to evolve and trying to change from their ways, and they may say a joke that's not funny, and then the next time around they kind of changed things around and made it more pe- and made it more accepting. Yeah. You can't cancel that person. Yeah. I agree. I already canceled Dak. Oh. You canceled Dak? Oh yeah. Hey, the Cowboys finna have one of their worst seasons in a minute, man. Uh, Him and Zeke. They they both shot themselves in the foot, man. Zeke did something again? He, bro, they both talked about the national anthem. I didn't hear Zeke talking about. I heard Dak talking about. Nah, it. Zeke talked about it too. Basically, said he says the team we chose to, to um, to not uh kneel for the national anthem. We chose to stand. Da 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 da. Bro, I would just say next question. See, but if you, you know, if Jerry Jones got y'all under control like that, oh, don't even say anything. Know, Jer- don't even Jerry say anything got about them it. Under his, around his finger, bro. That's don't what even Jerry say does. anything about it. But you know, like. I didn't necessarily have a problem with the way he feels about it. He can feel, you can feel however you want. Like, even people who, people who don't like the needle at all for military persons, military purposes and all that, you have to come, you have all the right in the world to feel exactly how you do about any of it. Mm -hmm. But what Dak did is he almost, he didn't just say what he felt. He almost diminished. The people that the fight for all the well. people yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like, there was no, there was no. Uh, this is me and everybody else. I, everybody who do who who kneels is justifying their actions. It was literally they don't need to be doing that, and that's where you got a problem. You, you mm-hmm. can't diminish somebody else's right to peaceful protest just because you don't agree with it. Yeah, and I feel like as a black man, I think he actually might be bi- biracial, but he makes, yeah. but he still has black in him. As so, I'm gonna say as a black man. You saying that is 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 powerful because these white people literally look for the black man to say some type of thing so they can latch onto that and use that as their excuse to spread more hate. Like, oh, Dak Prescott said this, so if he feels this way, you guys should not be feeling this X, Y, and Z. Like, they love finding that that black man who doesn't coincide with 
what's going on in the black community. Yeah. So they can just use that as as a defense mechanism. Yeah, because it's almost like Doug just said, it's, it's that caveat where mm-hmm. you can say, oh, one of y'all believes it, mm-hmm. so why can't, what's different between you and him? Y'all yeah, get over it. Exactly. Dak feels this way, get uh-huh. over it. Zeke feels this way, get over it. So, and even when Zeke spoke about it, he said, we're America's team, we're the Dallas Cowboys. And it's just like, you're literally reinforcing this whole narrative that you shouldn't be supporting. You shouldn't be. And that's why I'd rather you just not even say anything and keep it moving. And even and look at Dez. They uh, undisputed brought up a good point. He, look at Dez. Dez said the similar statements about that, saying I got a family to feed. So I'm pretty much mistaken. Yeah, Nigga, that. you ain't even got a job now. So <laughs> shit, you should have kept it real from the jump. At that point, yeah, bro. Like the, the only thing about one thing about that that bothered me is. Well, one, like I said before, it's not that you even just saying Europeans is on it, which I, I don't even know for sure. I can't be sure that those are their opinions or if there's Jerry opinions and Jerry is just like, well, if you want to be on this team, mm-hmm. you got to stand for the anthem. You got to yeah. do all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You are America's team and put that on their heads. But at a point, you got to you got to realize that there are other people doing you're you're diminishing the fight for other people. E- even if you don't want to be a part of it, even if you don't want to be associated with the kneeling, associated with the Black Lives Matter movement, associated with um fight the fight against police brutality, mm-hmm. you can't you can't be a especially as black man, like you said, you can't be an obstacle in that way. That that's mm-hmm. just gonna make the fight way harder, and that's gonna make your children's lives harder and the your family's lives harder, mm-hmm. just because you you've already set a precedent that. There are some black people that don't care about the police brutality. Or mm-hmm. there, there are some black people who think that the people who are in the fight for police brutality are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. So you you know we don't need you don't need those steps back in, the, in yeah. this type of fight. And even if you know he's not trying to diminish the people who are supporting that and taking a knee, you're still diminishing by even bringing it up. Yeah, because it goes back to the whole white people using that as as part of their their tactic or whatever so damn i had a good point that i was trying to tie into this but i forgot anyways fuck it long story short nah this was a good point i'm gonna think about this real quick was it about is about the team in general is about the cowboys or is just about the whole movement it doesn't matter, fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, because it's not coming to me. So, oh, because what he ended up saying, too, after that was like, you know, now that you guys have done that, like, I'm I'm, I'm more about action. Like, what is the next step now? Like, we've now established the, the social justice needed. So what is the next step for that? Blah, 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 blah. Along, somewhere along the lines of that. Don't quote me on it. Right. But. Ultimately, him saying like this is supposed to like football is 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 losing its fun by doing this, and mm-hmm. you know how people say like this is where people use to get away from all this stuff. Like, I'm sorry, bro. That shit that doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry you have to be uncomfortable so you guys can understand that real life is happening to people because as an average white person, you don't experience the shit that a, a average black person will go through on a regular basis. 
So how can you even take a break from something that you haven't even experienced? Yeah, you gotta bring it. You gotta bring it to those realms. Um, like, uh, uh, there's no. If somebody was to say, on uh, on um, I'm not. I'm assuming that Breakfast Club's listeners are mostly African American, probably in the urban market. Mm-hmm. If if you're a person saying, well, y'all talk about it all the time on Breakfast Club, like isn't that enough awareness? Why you gotta bring it into sports? Why you gotta bring it to this? Because there's there's no there's people who don't yeah, watch breakfast you, I was club. Saying, yeah you got to bring it to the people that you you need to for the fight like you can't you can't just talk about it within amongst yourselves if you're not the only ones in the problem if all of america is in the problem if, if people say they don't want to hear about this because it's america's game we're america's team we don't need to be promoting kneeling for the for the anthem what's more american than protesting for the right of people who are disenfranchised and um, to a lesser uh, how do you say, it? less privilege. You have less mm-hmm. privilege, less pri- less privilege than seventy percent of the people in this nation. Yeah, and the the exact fight against that is the least American thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Is is stand up? Is not stand up for people that are not deserve, not getting the rights that they deserve in a country that's born on fighting for your rights and literally fighting another country for the right to have freedom of speech and freedom of whatever you want to be, freedom of whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So it's almost, it's almost like a catch 22. Like you think you're doing something that's, you know, for the military, blah, 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 and all that stuff, which I can understand. But at the same time, you got to look at it from a point of view of somebody who is, is natural born American and doesn't even feel like they have American rights at the same as, a lot of people do in this country. Yeah. Agreed. That's why I also want to send a shout out to Anne Hathaway for using her whiteness the right way. Talking about the Nia Wilson situation and showing that white people, y'all need to get y'all shit together and realize that real shit is happening to people in this world aside from yourself. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Anne Hathaway. For real, for real. Since we are still on sports, I want to transition it to the positive side of sports. I want to talk about my guy, LeBron James, real Greatest quick. Greatest Laker of all time. Can you stop <laughs> with that, please? Like, I thought Greatest we moved on from Laker this. Like, of all time. No, can we talk about how disrespectful? You guys don't deserve LeBron, bro. Y'all, first of all, first mule, you don't even fucking know who did the shit, all right? I'm sure it was you a don't fucking know who it was. Some, it could have been, been a Cleveland fan in L.A. <laughs> I highly doubt. Well, until you can tell me who did it, it's I'm all sure it hearsay. That's all it is. Right, y'all can't just let my hand it's just hearsay. That's all it is. I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. It could have been somebody just... It could have been a Clippers fan. Just to start more Clippers beef. Clippers going outside. Ain't no beef. The Clippers done. Clippers yeah, have been out of beef. The Lakers have been washed the Clippers out. But yeah, they're um, really finna get washed this year. Oh, positive. positive. But anyways, I want to say shout out to LeBron because he's about to open up a school, which is some real amazing shit. It's called LeBron's I Promise School. Mm-hmm. It will hold a thousand students in grades one through eight by 2020. It is targeting at-rich kids falling behind academically. It is also developing high-tech media labs that will mirror TV studios. It's designed to decrease Akron's dropout rate, plus create local professionals. And also, LeBron Spring Hill Entertainment will be filming a document series around the school. 
LeBron has a production company. Why you think he moved to LA? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get your money. And this just kind of goes, and I want to ask you basically, do you think LeBron is officially the greatest off-court athlete ever with all the strides he's done for the community? In terms of greatest as far as what? Like impact? Yes. Off the court. All of his off the court things he's done. <laughs> because this is like the first basketball player or first athlete in a minute in a while that has gone this long without getting in trouble with anything. Yeah. Doing so much for the community. Nothing's popped up. I still think he might have cheated in Miami. Shout out to the NDAs. But um, black men don't cheat. I mean, so that's, that's impossible. We, we still don't. We still that don't know. Impossible. So that might be rumors right there. But aside from that, I mean, this man has literally been a father figure. Unscathed. He's literally helped the community so much. I mean, I think. I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I think he definitely has with the impact that he has. He's done the most positive with his. Um, I'll say I want to say fame, but his like notability with no, his influence. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, his inf- Yeah, perfect. his influence. He he's done the most positive stuff with the amount of, the amount of influence he has. Like mm-hmm. obviously, Michael Jordan probably is one of the best businessmen that that came out of. But really, because the uh, the Hornets suck. Well, yeah, he made a, he made he's a horrible GM. I would <laughs> say that first of all because he he drafted Kwame Brown first overall. And Kwame Brown might be top five worst Jesus. players in the world. But Jordan, from a business, from just like a make money standpoint, probably. But when you talk about, he, he didn't really set any precedent for positive impact. Mm-hmm. And not just the black community, I think at all. Like, I don't, I don't know a lot of positive things that he's done in the community. I'm sure he's, he's done some small things here and there, but not to a level like LeBron, mm-hmm. you know. And especially with your words and stuff like that, even not not just with money, like LeBron has made it clear on what where he stands and in different social issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he uses his platform as probably the biggest athlete, biggest athlete in the world right now to fight against the things that he believes in and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I think he's used his impact probably the the greatest that I've seen any of. Yeah, I would athlete. I would have him up there if he's not the top, but at least top two. You could probably put Muhammad Ali up there. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar might have done some stuff in the community, too. Oh, Magic Johnson. Jesus Christ, about Magic Johnson. Yeah, Um, Muhammad Ali, I think he made... He was in a different situation. Well, he had the biggest sacrifice. Yeah, like, he was literally... And I don't know how LeBron would have responded in the same type of situation, but he, Mm -hmm. he led through his actions. Like, he was like, I'm about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm not going to. I don't believe in war. I'm not going to the war. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And and fought for American issues. That wasn't even just black and white issues. That was yeah. like American issues. So, yeah, he's definitely greatest. Well, top one of the top greatest influences of all time, mm-hmm. athlete wise. Um, I want to put Serena up there. The only reason I have tr- issues with it just because I don't know specifically what she's done, but I know her greatness as a tennis player has helped him. Em- Help women 
mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, just to, her influence in general, especially like little black girls. I don't think mm-hmm. any any little black girls like um. Matter of fact, Sloan Sloan Stevens. She even she's if you don't know she's like a really big um tennis player right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a young black woman, and literally won like one of the biggest tournaments. Um, I think it was last year. But she even said she grew up watching and kind of being influenced by, uh, being influenced by uh, Serena and Venus Williams. And just kind of seeing that that impact that there's literally just because there's a black girl doing her thing in tennis is creating avenues for other young black women and other young women in general to kind of elevate what they thought was possible. Yeah. And this also brings me to another point that I actually discussed with Jasmine over the weekend. I truly feel like this next generation of black kids that are coming up, like I would say probably up until eight. I feel like they're going to be okay when they grow up. And I feel like that is because there are more positive images of black men and black women on TV. You know, at one point, I do feel like it was dominated with the entertainers, specifically like athletes or being a rapper or being a singer. Um, I feel like with our generation starting to become more in touch with our emotions and our mental health. Um, and our education as well, I think that will trans, that will be passed down to the generation after us, in a sense. Um, because I really do believe that people really have to physically see somebody that, that represents them or looks similar to them. Because, you know, for a while, there wasn't a lot of black representation on TV. Um, I, but I, And if there was, it was, like I said earlier, just like a more on the entertainment side. But mm-hmm. I feel like now we have the opportunity to see, see black people in other things. Yeah. And, the, and, and the information is, the information is way uh, more accessible now. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we were growing up, there could have been, or maybe not even us, like a parent. There could have been a, a black person down in California doing some great things, but we didn't get the chance to see it because we didn't can't just go to the library and open up a book and, mm-hmm. and see that somebody in California is doing something. But now you can look on Twitter and that, that person is probably promoting some great things that they're doing. Yeah. So you have that almost like instant gratification when it comes to positive things, and it works the same. In a negative way too, you have the same way you can look up a fight cop and ten seconds see yeah. horrible things to people that look mm-hmm. like you as well. So I think that since that information is so readily available, that's mm-hmm. one thing that will definitely change the impact for those kids. And also, um, when we were growing up, you know, I feel like it's a lot, where people are a lot more conscious. I was literally thinking about this when we were growing up. The only black shows that I knew were on TV it was two black shows. And shout out to Bill Cosby is uh, yeah. horrible as that sounds right now. <laughs> he he literally had the first show with a positive representation of black people. Like Good Times was a show, but they were poor. They was in the projects that yeah. was black. Fred, uh, uh, what is it called? Sanford and Son. Yeah, they, they great show. They Red Fox. Too. They were still poor. Like Bill well, we Cosby. had the Jeffersons though. Yeah, yeah, but even them as well, they were like. But they were older. Yeah, so they were like, older, and they and they were like, connect. we made the come up 
now we look like it was a different type of black situation. Like it wasn't like like Bill Cosby's was like he was a doctor and his wife was a lawyer. Like you don't people don't see that in but, the yeah, that's that true. in the eighties and nineties. Like black doctors on TV, mm-hmm. and he kind of he kind of represented a family that America didn't see. Like America didn't see black families like that that was really making it and had kids that mm-hmm. had issues that maybe some people it wasn't like good times issues. It was issues like their white little sons and daughters probably have. Like who should I take to the prom mm-hmm. and, shit, and shit like that stuff like that. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I think in one way that. That is something to be really cognizant of. Now, when we were when we were younger, it, it was the Cosby Show, mm-hmm. and then that was probably it. Like now that they're young, you got blackish. They got a bunch of grownish. They get like a they bunch got. Of, there's a lot of black a, yeah, shows. There's now. a lot of black shows representing not. And just, there's a lot of black love shows now too, yeah, which, which is, is another thing that really we really need to see. Like, I don't. I feel like love is. I feel like a lot of people already started watching that, but you haven't already. Love is on the Oprah Network. Y'all need to watch that. That's a good fucking show. As, yeah, um, somebody was was that? That might have been you telling me about that, or somebody in the, our text. It was Timmy, um, but Jasmine put me on, and like I'm, I've been hooked on that show, man. That's a really good show. Uh, and the lady who actually directed that, she's the one who. Uh, or created the show. She also was, I think she created Girlfriends, who had a Black Lightning, mm-hmm. created a bunch of other shows and whatnot. Girlfriends but, is a great show. Yeah, and I was like, I can name black shows, but you have to look over the course of when they were going on at the time because in the 90s, you had, or the 80s, late 80s and 90s, you had the Cosby show. The mid 90s, what yeah, you had Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Fresh Prince, the Family Matters. I was about to say, yeah, Family Matters. I think it was a little bit after the Cosby Show. Yeah, and Living Color. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm missing another one. It was probably. I mean, it was. Hmm. Moesha. Well, that was that was 2000s. That was Moesha. 2000s. Um, I know I'm forgetting one ninety show, but what was the what was the one? Ah. Uh... What year did what is the one Hillman when he was at college? Was That's that, the one I'm thinking about. A different about. world. A different, a different world. world. When was go. in a different a different world? So I know that was a spinoff, mm-hmm. but um, that was a great show, and that was that was kind of like a mid '90s. Yeah, and then show. 2000s showing black people going to college. Yeah, 2000s. You had Moesha. You had Sister Sister. You had my wife and kids. The Bernie Mac you show. You had, oh man, the show that I think we did so much. Um, College Hill. Oh yeah, and College Hill. Yeah, I thought true. that show had had the the possibility to be so influential to like black people who don't believe, like not don't believe they can go to college, but like don't even see it as an avenue. Like mm-hmm. this show show like black young black people actually going to college and probably talk like you listen to the same music mm-hmm. as you. Play the same sports as you, all that stuff. I I think they kind of they dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, that still could have been popping now, just oh, yeah. just with the times. Oh yeah, that would be way popular. Uh, what Georgia other State popular? Version? Um, oh one on one. Yo, one on one used to be my fucking shit. One on was that uh Flex? Who who's the main character? In that? Um, God, that wasn't know, Flex and Felix. Um, is it Felix Alexander? You might be talking about the same show. It was the dude. It was the, he had a son. 
No, his he had a daughter. Or okay, maybe. I'm thinking of a guy named Flex Anderson. Yeah, Flex Anderson. That's who yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I know that show. Um That was a good show. Yeah, Flex Alexander. Flex and uh Kyla Pratt was on there. Uh-huh. But she grew up on that show. Yeah, she really did. She really did. But now, like I said, there's so many black shows and you can see black shows of any genre. Like I mean it's amazing now. Yes, it's a lot different. But I think these positive images will push forward what we are trying to strive for the black community. Like I said, I think we're getting there. Um, There's still a lot we need to work on, but, you know, everything's a process. We can do it. Like I said. But since we are, like, on some black issues now, I kind of want to address something that I saw the other day on Twitter. Somebody tweeted Variety. I don't know. I guess it's like a blog or whatever. They said, Disney is developing an African princess fairy tale movie called Shade? Sod? I don't know. Regardless, somebody retweeted that and said, I don't want to see Yara said. I'm sorry if I I bush it. Yara Shahidi. (laughs) (laughs) Alexander Ship, Amanda Steenberg, or Zendaya anywhere near this. Why not? Wait, because they're black? Because they're light-skinned. Because they're light-skinned. And it it affected me for multiple reasons. Because one, I know specifically for Zendaya, she's already spoken about this. Like, she knows the advantages she gets as a light-skinned person, and she wouldn't even accept a role like that. But the second reason why it affected me is because I automatically thought about Nova. Like, without question. That was the first person. Yes. Because she's legitimately African. She is half Nigerian. Like, if some shit was to happen in the U.S., she has a place that she can go to in Nigeria. Like, we don't need to do any 23andMe. None of that. We know our family ties. So it, it truly bothered me because I feel like this whole life, and, and maybe it's changed, and maybe it was just this one tr- tweet that triggered me, but the fact that we're even still having this discussion, it just kind of bothers me because we're going back to the whole divide and the conquer thing if we're still debating this whole light skin and dark skin debate. You can't tell me just because I am not as dark as you that I don't have the, I can't have the same type of respect mm-hmm. over something that happened centuries ago that I'm not, I wasn't even involved in. Because a slave master raped my great, 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 great grandmother, not me specifically. I'm just talking about, you know, a light-skinned person. I can't help that. Yeah. It it just it doesn't make any sense to me, like, so what am I supposed to tell Nova? Okay, because I I know that Jasmine and I eventually are gonna have to have that talk with her and let her know like you have certain privileges that the usual dark skinned African American or African might not have. The world it will see you differently than they would if somebody like that 
But you don't abuse that. You use that for the good. Like, if you see somebody who's being attacked because of the color of their skin, yeah. you use your advantages to, to, to fix that. But now, at the same time, you want me to tell Nova, hey, you can't have this opportunity because you're not dark enough for it. That's bullshit to me. That's complete bullshit. Well, yeah. I think it's a little bit detrimental to the whole idea of what this even is. If if you're like, there's a like I always talk about this pendulum. There's always a pendulum, but with every single thing that happens. So there was a point in time, obviously, where like it maybe like the '90s, where light skinned people were extremely a lot more popular in pop culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's something to say for like America. Like I think America, there's a complexion. That is clearly um, in every country, especially, but in America, within America, that more so that Dax, Dak Prescott, like that racially ambiguous, Bruno Mars, like that racially ambiguous skin tone. And this is this is not a shot towards anybody or anything like that. Like this, these people have no control over what shade their skin is, mm-hmm. but you do have control over what we use and see in society and how mm-hmm. we can change. Uh, excuse me, the things that we give preference to and, and stuff like that and un, uh, biases that people give unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But there is like a, a racially ambiguous skin tone that, that gets more precedent than may that be a darker person or even like a really pale white person. Mm-hmm. Um, But we have to understand the bigger picture there. When you say it, that pendulum was there in the 90s that we love everybody loved light-skinned people and then there was a pendulum that swung the other way where it was like well if you light-skinned you need to step back because dark-skinned people ain't beginning they just do mm-hmm. for years so now you gotta step back which is it's bullshit like it's bs because we always gotta find that middle ground we always gotta find a ground where no matter if you light-skinned or dark-skinned i think if whoever does whoever gets the role is gonna be the best person for the role like mm-hmm. whether there's like you can go to africa there's like some people in africa that's what i'm saying so it's not it's like, not a stretch like people were mad you probably saw like um so teen titans is cut was gonna come out with a live action movie mm-hmm. and people were mad that the girl was uh, the what is voice it? star starfire yes starfire oh, orange alien is, is voiced by a is, black actress yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, it from to a point one they they can do things aesthetically to, aesthetically to make her look like the character. Even if you're if you're defensing and you you have an idea that she doesn't look like the character, blah blah blah. It, that, nobody's green. Gamora like nobody. People play Mystique. Uh, what's the girl's name? Lawrence. Uh, uh the white girl. I know who you're Jennifer talking about. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She played Mystique. Mystique is a blue woman. Literally, there's a no. If anything, if people want to talk about skin tone. A black person is closer to blue than yeah, a, white a white person. person is, but she was probably the best person for the role. Like, yeah. the girl that's playing Starfire is probably the best person for the role. Yeah. And same for this whole African thing. Yeah. There's going to be an African princess. And if we think all people came from Africa, really, the person that should get it should be somebody who represents all, all shades in Africa. And there are all shades in Africa. So anybody of any shade could be a princess in Africa. Yeah. If you want to be realistic about it. But you can't you can't knock somebody for complexion. We're fighting for the same thing against white people, but then we're doing it to so our people, fucking selves. The same people. How does that, that work? There's, Explain there's that to me, guys. How does that work? 
Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's scary. And it's crazy because Jasmine's mom told us that the other day, I don't know if it was a coworker, but some some event was going on, and they basically was saying like, we can call Nova black. You could not. Yes, because of her skin complexion. I said, my nigga, she don't look white. Call her. She don't look white. <laughs> she don't look Hispanic. <laughs> she don't look Asian. So, and I mean, thank God I wasn't there. Because I I would have been on ten. I would have blew the shit up. Like, how how can you even say that? You don't even fucking know this kid. This is a a baby. A, can't even speak. <laughs> can't even speak. But you hating. And there are haters out there. There are Nova haters. I I didn't think I would actually be saying this, but there are Nova haters well, in this fucking think world. About it, think about it. Think about it. If you're if, hating on a child, if in America, a baby. In America, a baby. There is this complexion. Say, say it's Nova's complexion. That is preferred, no matter what. Then the people that have set that precedent, they don't want her to be. They don't want. They don't want to. They don't want to. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, they don't want to put those two, two things together. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put black. That's something that they you obviously see as inferior in America. And the skin complexion that you love the most mm. as two things. People say, like with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is that, that same kind of racially ambiguous um, connection. And but Tiger also, actually said he Tiger, like his I was about to say, Tiger himself, <laughs> Tiger himself has diminished it. But in, in a way as well, society has already diminished his blackness mm-hmm. before. I, I feel like even when he was younger, he was like 16 playing. Mm-hmm. They still kind of, they if it was ever... Oh, this is a black. This is a black golfer. No, mm-hmm. this is a this is this guy's everything. He's he's a mix of all races. He's not black. Yeah, well, you don't see them as black. Just they don't see them as don't, black until they start fucking up. Because because you don't want to correlate the thing that you love with the thing that you hate. Mm-hmm. You don't want to correlate some with the, somebody with the complexion that you love and all the possibilities that you love. You see them in pictures. You say, "Oh, they're so beautiful." You don't want to call that black because black to you is inferior. It was what you've been fighting against this whole time while you're living in America. You, you've always wanted to see these black people in lower positions, but now that you actually like something about it, you take you can't strip that culture away from somebody. Yeah. That's uh, that's it's, it's terrifying that people think they can do that because it can it can without the right guidance can have somebody growing up not really associating themselves with the culture. Which you see something with a, a tiger, you see somebody who doesn't even associate with the things that. They are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, that's, that could be scary. World. Scary world. Yeah. Oh, man. Motherfuckers. Shout out saying. to black people. Shout out to black people. And I know they even brought this up in the Britain News podcast, too, like saying, like, I guess society's standard of beauty is like a light-skinned girl with curly hair or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But fuck that. That is not that is not true standard of beauty. There's multiple forms of beauty. Like yeah. there's not one. And that's what people need to understand. There's not this one image of beauty. It's multiple things. And I think when we can start transitioning to that ideology and start thinking that way, we're going to have less conversations about this stuff. Things yeah, things like that. I think me and Kaza had this conversation before. And Kaza, feel free to chime in <laughs> on this if you like. 
or whatever we discuss. Um, things as individualistic as I think we we use love as example. Yeah, as an example. One of the, one of the most common things you'll ever hear is like people say like it can't explain love. The words can't explain like there's no words I can say that can describe my love and all this stuff. There's no words I can say that make somebody else understand how much I love. You. Blah blah blah. What I think what that really kind of captures is how how individualistic some of these feelings are, right? So like mm-hmm. between right now we're talking about uh what you like in a person and what somebody looks like aesthetically. But even something like love, the reason people say they can't explain it is because it because it is so individualistic. The things that I'm I treasure in somebody else that I want to love and want to be in a relationship with or want have complete admiration for, it's not the same things you'll have. So any words that I can say to describe it will never really encompass all in all in what I feel to what you feel because you you see something completely different and the same. It's the same thing with looks and stuff like that. There's no one set standard for any type of affection, especially physical attraction. There's no one set standard at all. Obviously, some people have more preference to things than others, but you have to look at that. You have to look at that as from an individual standpoint and really understand that just because I would say just just because that thing is somebody's preference does not make it. Uh, does not make them love like ugly people or something like that. Like you can't yeah. say a guy, a guy that only dates gir- dark skinned girls, likes ugly girls or something like that. Yeah. That doesn't even that doesn't even make sense because, like you say, it's it's an individual feeling. You can't mm-hmm. tell somebody how to feel. You can't tell somebody that they don't love somebody. Yeah. Just because that person is not somebody you would love. Mm-hmm. So why why don't you hold the same standards to physical attraction as you do to something that deep? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I'm off that shit, man. I've vented enough about the next my shit. Best life. Do we want to talk about Charlemagne's sexual allegations? We good? We didn't he that. didn't rape nobody, apparently. The, I mean, the DNA didn't come back in the rape test so, kit. I mean, I mean, so, like I said, he would discuss this. Got out this one, Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> he did, because, hey, man, it wasn't looking too good. The court of public opinion was ready to fire that ass up. Bro, I thought he was, I thought he was gonna be canceled. I yeah. thought like he was gonna be canceled for good. No, seriously. Even off just a, the accusation. Even yeah. if it came the out accusation it wasn't true, alone just yeah. needs it. Even That's... if you didn't do it, the accusation alone is like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I'm glad he didn't do it. I'll say I that. agree. I don't need more people getting free. Oh God. Um let's see. Anything else? Anything else? Oh, well, I guess two more things. Uh, Lawrence is officially off of Insecure. Ooh. Apparently, this already came out months ago. This shit, I just found it in a couple of days. How you going to take out the best character? Hashtag Team show? Lawrence in this bitch. How you going to take out the best character of the show? Um, I mean, I just... Issa, I don't know what to say right now, honestly. I just... I'm hurt. Um, I'm disappointed. I didn't expect anything um, more from Issa. I'm flabbergastic. You know, I just been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. <laughs> you know, I'm appalled. I didn't think we would be at this point. I still think they could have been friends. 
There's definitely been a lot of exes that turned into friends type of things. Like, that was the quote that got when when she was asked and she said, We don't see exes no more in our real life, so that has to be portrayed in in uh in the show. Issa, please stop lying to these people. If you there's no way you can say Especially somebody with Issa's Issa's uh, relationship. There's there's no way her and Lawrence are completely se- like separated in their in their lives. Don't like, they have the same friend groups? Same friend group. They literally <laughs> live together at a point. So I mean, whether she whether she forgets headphones, like oh, did, did I leave headphones at the the house that we used to live to together? It's not like they live that long ago together. Mm-hmm. They've they've literally. Had a uh, were they about? I don't know if they were about to get married or if it was like a thing where they had enough connection to where marriage was a thought. Mm-hmm. How is that even? How is that even feasible that you just it, gone completely? Yeah, I don't know. And then when they asked, <laughs> oh my God, she is. She's cheated. She cheated on Lawrence. Yeah, she did. I forgot about how that. dare she? What? Um, and then when they asked her how she felt about people being upset that Lawrence is not going to be there, she said, no, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't care when you see them ratings. I just don't understand. He's like, how, yeah, how I'm, could you I'm do us watch. like this? I'm still watching. Yeah, I'm still watching. <laughs> but, I mean, shit. A lot of our podcast episodes in the beginning was, was yeah, from Insecure honestly, episodes, yeah, was man. Insecure reviews. But if that shit <laughs> asked, that. hey... Bring Lawrence hey. back. I'm team bring Lawrence back. Yeah. Or, I ain't my, even seen it yet. I'm can my nigga at least get a spinoff back. or something? Ooh, like, cause that would be lit. We need a something, Lawrence man. spinoff? We need something, man. I'm truly hurt by this. We need more Black Kings on our on our television sets. And you and just Lawrence was a Black like that. King that did everything right. He was trying to get on the up and up. And you, being a whore, you cheated on him. So disrespectful. Hey, Ty, all I'm going to say is keep that same energy when you see her face-to-face. <laughs> right, it's a show. <laughs> I'm talking about the character. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know if Issa's a whore in real life. She I, like, oh, she is. I heard that little podcast or whatever. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> Can we get an interview? Enjoy, love. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Love, I'm good, love. love. Enjoy. Oh, God. But, I mean... We're going to see. It was coming out the last week of August. And then you're going to make us wait this long. My nigga, I feel like it's almost been two years since I've Yo, seen Insecure, so, man. This is how I feel about... This shit fucking uh, ridiculous. Fuck about Game of Thrones, bro. Like, I done forgot everything that happened in season <laughs> eight. I got to rewatch season eight now. Hey, I got to watch that last episode to remember what's about to happen in this new season. Game of Thrones? Nah, you know I don't watch Game of Thrones, oh, man. God. That, it's too many. Say, it's I, too I many seasons for me to catch you, up on. I thought you were about to say you actually watched it, and I'm but sorry, it's not bro. that many. I mean, it's a I lot just of can't seasons. Get past that that's first why I can't episode. watch Power. Nah, bro, that shit only many. got five. <laughs> uh, bro, that's too much. If bro, I, well, I'm not even. Gonna I just lie. started I up on Grand Theft Auto. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. Game of Thrones at season. I binge watched five seasons. Okay, and there's literally it's on its fifth season right now. Power is that good? Everybody said the season five ain't been the best one. It starts to get some momentum going. If you watch Game of Thrones, I'll watch Power. Bro, I literally tried to watch Game of Thrones, but I cannot get past that first episode. Right. Just watch it. Just, it's just it's, so it gets boring. better. It's, it's, so a, it's, boring. A setting up, it's setting up the story. Bro, I need it's some action at least 20 minutes in that it's bitch, man. It's a great man. show. It is, if you like, did you like Lord of the Rings? 
I've watched Lord of the Rings, <laughs> oh, God. but it wasn't like, you like Harry Potter. Oh my God! Okay, see, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter when I was younger. <laughs> uh, my mom didn't allow me to because she she didn't support witchcraft. I'm sorry, she's Nigerian. Like I don't know what. Right, that's fair. That's well, fair. actually, no, because witch doctors. Beyond the point, she just didn't let me watch it. So there's that. I mean, I have seen Harry Potter now that I'm older and shit, but. I ain't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost it's it's a great story. The thing about it is it's a great storyline and a great plot, and it it kind of it's kind of one of those shows that you the the plot is so deep and it intertwines so much. Is so many twists, so many plot twists, so many character developments. Uh, it's 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 a great show. Yeah, great show. Got you. I'm gonna try again, but I can't make any promises, bro. It's better than Power, I'm sure. Oh wow! I'm sure it's better. Wow! Than power. Wow! 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 I've seen wow. an episode of Power, and it looked good. They Don't get say me wrong. This is a big rich town, but yeah, it, I mean, and I mean, th- this shit has probably like top two like TV intros ever, and it's not even top two if we be honest. What? What? The intro? Yes, the Power. <laughs> I've, never, I've never. I've never. I actually listened show. to a song that was from an intro, an intro from any TV show. That's what I thought. The Game, the Game of Thrones intro is trash. It's just like a classical. What, what do you Weak call? What do you call? What do you call this? I don't uh, know what instrument. the fuck you're doing this right instrument. now. Ty. I've Scotland. never. Oh, you talking about the? It looked like a, it looked like a um um bagpipe. There we is go. That bagpipe? Yes, bagpipe. Oh it's no! You talking about a accordion? Accordion. accordion. <laughs> it's not like one of them. Like it, it sounds like it goes perfect like an accordion. But um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. They they theme song. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's all white. Um. Last thing. Final thoughts. Demi Lovato. Um. <laughs> I'm laughing at that woman. What my nigga, how the fuck do you get on meth? Oh, meth? Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. They said they were, oh, she was man. doing meth before her heroin overdose. Even even heroin. Like, what the fuck is y'all really on in California, man? Like, seriously. What the fuck y'all got going on? She's going through some things, man. She had to be. And at first, I, 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 did, feel, I, at first, I did feel bad. I did feel bad at first. When people kept bringing up the whole Lamar Odom situation, I said, "Damn, y'all right about that." That's true. But niggas really did flame the fuck that's out of Lamar. Crazy. I know people that do coke that say they won't touch meth. So how? <laughs> when, what point do you say I'm gonna pick up this? I'm gonna pick up this meth. How you get that far? How do you do meth? Do you smoke it? Well, you know, in Breaking Bad, there was like crystals. Oh. So oh. I guess you do smoke meth. That's uh, if you're doing anything with a crystal. If you gotta get a crystal like to do drugs, there's something wrong. And I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, this is an unfortunate situation it's for very her. Like, you know, I, apparently she was Glad six years clean. sober, and then I think she relapsed earlier this year, and then she relapsed again. But damn, my nigga, what the fuck was you going through that you had to fucking deep dive into uh, to fucking heroin? Heroin is a lot. That's crazy. Meth is a lot. That's some serious ass shit. I could maybe understand cocaine if you just relapse in cocaine. All right, they that's all they do in Los Angeles. But heroin, my nigga, 
Heroin? Famous people make coke seem like it's not even that bad. It honestly, cocaine is a rich man's weed. Oh god, I thought she was about. Oh god, I thought she was about to say coke ain't that bad. Oh, coke, nah, bro. coke actually goes straight. You can just cancel me at that point, honestly, bro. I'm canceling myself at that point. If I'm ever on cocaine, help me, please. <laughs> I'm a, something must have crazy happened. Somebody's taking over my mind. Cocaine. That's. Oh, I god. haven't even seen cocaine in my life yet. I haven't seen him face to face. I don't even know what I'm going to do if I see cocaine. I'm going to just have to leave wherever I'm, I'm at. I might just call police at that point. Cocaine don't even Why the fuck look, you got cocaine, cocaine around looks... me? The closest thing I've seen to cocaine that. is salt, my nigga. After that, like... <laughs> Co- cocaine looks... I'm not even going to lie. It looks the most innocent out of every day. Because it's just like... Oh, God. Like, like, it's literally just... Oh, God. <laughs> I, I remember literally walking into a party... It was clearly a Yakubian party, obviously. It was all white people. And this room, and it was Coke on the table, and he was doing it. These white frat boys was doing the Coke, and they was they did the nose. They had a dollar bill. One of them had a dollar bill. He just rolled it up. And I was like, bro, that, it don't look, like, it don't look that bad. Like, just sitting there on the table. It literally just like some, like, powder. Mm-hmm. But, dumb nigga. Sorry, not them people were tripping, bro. They was they were gone. And after I seen that, I was like, no, there's there's no way that somebody could just do this and be regular. Like you can't just live a regular life, dude. Niggas be taking a bump and just be going along there. That's crazy. They life, man. Yep. Well, it, coke is out your system in three days, so it's a good job. To, it's a good drug to do when they they don't want to be caught on like getting dirty pee or something. Man, that's crazy, man. Um, Shout out to Coke. And there's been reports that she didn't actually OD, but I haven't seen Demi clear the situation up. So I'm just gonna assume that she she's is clean have... though. Now, are you sure? Like I, I said, thought, that was the whole thing. I thought she was finally clean. Yeah, she was clean for like six years. Like she hasn't tweeted since July 21st. So, I'm going to assume that you in some rehab center somewhere. Well, at least she's getting help. I'm glad she's getting help. Yeah, man. Get the stuff you need. You know? God. You got to uh, figure some shit out, man. You know, if you fall, you get back up. She's a singer. We fall down, but we get up. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> That's, um. <For> him? <laughs> bro, you don't know that song? No. We fall down by, uh, fuck. Who was that? It's not Kurt Franklin. Hey, bro, you tripping. We you fall know? down. We get Donnie up. Donnie McClurklin. Hey, bro, I'm out to play this for you real Donnie quick. McClurk- you, you know the first thing I thought when you heard that? I think in the eyes of Shut the uh, fuck up, Ty. What's her name? That's Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> so you tell me you've never heard this this no. gospel song? Honestly, Ty, we just might have to end the podcast right here because <laughs> Ty, you really got me fucked up right now. I'll just I'm aside. sorry I heard your favorite that's, song. That's ever, probably bro. top five gospel song ever, man. You talk about that? I've heard I've heard some good gospel songs. Hey, bro. somebody come the help The ones where you can do the get this clapping. There's not enough genius in time. I'll get done with clapping. So I'm gonna need y'all to pray for Ty. <laughs> in general, pray for Ty. Please, please. I need all y'all because he really got me fucked up today. We fall down. 
unbelievable, man. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Hey, but we all get up. Shout out to Demi Vado. We all getting up. I'm glad she's getting help. I'm glad she's getting clean. Yeah, man. It's all about growth. That's what we hear. Anything else that you would like to discuss? Um. Going once. I love black people. Going twice. We about an hour forty five right now. Hey man, we've been really giving y'all some doing, podcast episodes, some man. Podcasts. I was about to say. We've been giving y'all some long content filled podcast episodes. I hope y'all appreciate this. It's two jobs to work. Like this is this Hell yeah. hour two working hours. Because I gotta fucking edit this motherfucker. <laughs> shit. That's why I ask y'all niggas to support your fucking friends. This shit ain't no goddamn easy shit, man. <laughs> No, even, even just the scheduling part of it. Hell yeah. Anyways, if y'all haven't already, please follow us on social media, on Twitter and IG, at In General Show. Mm-hmm. Please also follow us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.com slash In General Podcast, where you can find this episode along with the rest of the other episodes that we have currently available. Please comment, like, Share, even word of mouth. Consider, share with your friends criticisms about the podcast. And critiques. You know, comment. Concern. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear in the podcast. You want to All that out. good shit. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate it. And yeah, like I said, thank you guys for listening to this episode. And we shall see you in the next one. Stay black. Adios. <laughs>